A service of prayer and preaching for Reminiscere, the second Sunday in Lent, March 5th, 2023. The opening hymn is LSB 615, When in the Hour of Deepest Need. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repents of evil. Jesus said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. <coughs> the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. song, and he has become my salvation. A reading from Genesis, the 32nd chapter. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else he had, and Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore to this day the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew 
of the thigh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 25. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Let not my enemies exult over me. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. A reading from 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus, that as you receive from us how you ought to live and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this manner, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David, my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He was delivered up to death. He was delivered for the sins of the people. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The theme for the second Sunday in Lent is taken from the first word of the introit, which means to remember. Remembering is a big word throughout the scriptures, and it is a bit of a different concept than we are accustomed to in our modern English usage of the word. For many, the task of remembering is a passive activity. There is a recalling of memories, both good and bad, funny and not so much, that are often shared. Many will try and limit the act of remembering to a mental activity, but in reality, we all know better. Remembering is an active activity. It is more than just pictures rolling around the brain. They're employed with full fleshed out emotions that often attempt to evoke emotions in others with the result that some sort of bond is either made or maintained. Last week, the theme of the day was invocation, calling upon the name of the Lord. Today, we are moved to the next action after calling his name. He comes, and what do we do? We are faced with remembering. We do this every Sunday, where we call upon his name, where we we remember our condition as sinners. We remember his place as creator, as redeemer, and as sanctifier. We stand and receive the forgiveness of sins, remembering his death and actively receiving the fruits of his death through his word and his holy sacraments. This remembering is not just a mental activity. 
The whole body is involved. Last week, I made a picture connection with hand sanitizer and Jesus, which many used as a handle to hopefully remember Jesus. But what do you remember? How did you put those words to use throughout the week in the strengthening of your faith and the continual walk and endurance of the life that you lived this week? Do you even remember? When I ask you to remember, what are things that come to your mind? Our epistle text this morning is set in the middle of a church where life in the world around them was set in the midst of many unchristian things through which God's people were to endure. The short of it was to say there was plenty of work to do in the task of prayer and evangelism. The preaching of the cross was not a welcome sound in the world around them. The call to leave old lives of death and practices of serving someone other than their own self-interest was hated. Even those in the church struggled with enduring and were tempted to heed the call of the world and their old ways, simply just to fit in and no longer have to fight and struggle. Endurance is hard, and I just don't want to do it anymore. Paul begins this fifth chapter by calling to remembrance this objective truth. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is great. It's even better if you remember the background which Paul calls to our remembrance. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Peace and enemies are the words the Holy Spirit uses. We use these commonly enough today, but who is our enemy? When we think of the war between Russia and Ukraine, who is the enemy? I'm not going to get into politics and all of that, but when you think of it, does it not depend on who you ask? I know there are many opinions and there are many words being thrown around in order to evoke emotions and to do what? Is it not to call to our remembrance? Now this week, I heard language again about world war. Even while conflicts and wars are happening all over the world, we at home have wars against marriage and family and children and poverty and drugs and a whole host of things. I in no way want to diminish these wars and the seriousness of them. But in, even in the midst of them, will we not celebrate the end of World War II when September 1st comes again, regardless of what other things are going on in the world, in efforts to remember peace? Of course we will. The world will speak of peace which left millions dead, buried all over the world, which we often see marked with rows and rows of white crosses. It used to be that many such grave markers bore the initials R.I.P. for the Latin uh, requiscant in pace, which means with the same you know, initials in English, rest in peace, words written and spoken on the dead. Is that really peace? Can there be peace when someone lies in the grave, whether death has come violently in war or peacefully in one's own bed? And what about while we live? Since the world never lives in peace, can we? Again, in our text for today, Paul's words follow the previous chapters where he laid the case that we were among the dead. He brings forth important remembrances that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Twice, Paul states that apart from Jesus, we have no hope and can expect only eternal death. That is, apart from Christ, there can be no resting in peace for you and me. In chapter 2, Paul announces, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law 
will be judged by the law. In chapter 3, he says, there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, here in chapter 5, Paul continues to describe how desperate we were. We were still weak, he writes. Does this not go against American ideals? There's never a good time to be weak, is there? But we were. Weak in sin, weak in moral fortitude, weak in faith. Pretty much describes you and me. Yes, Paul goes on to say we were still sinners. We know that's true, isn't it? Still true. We still sin. We still struggle with false belief, with despair, and with other great shame and vice. We trust in other people and things more than God. We curse with God's name or wish other people superstitious blessings of luck. We despise preaching and the word of God. We do not hold those in authority with honor. We hurt each other and lust and take and fail to defend reputations and desire those things that belong to others. We are still weak and worse yet, Paul says, we were enemies of God. Enemies? <laughs> but God's so nice. He's the big guy upstairs. The doting uncle who gives you daily treats of bread and breath. It's hard to imagine being an outright screaming in your face enemy of God. But then look at the crowd in front of Pontius Pilate who was no longer receiving what they deemed that they wanted and were easily turned to the world's view to now cry, crucify him, crucify him. Is this not what we do when we run to places that will seek to make me feel better about myself by pointing to my works as actually doing something? If only my works did a little for God, then I could feel less guilty about Jesus dying for me. If I can save myself, then Jesus didn't have to die, which was God's plan of salvation. Enemies of God? Yeah. World War. The whole world has been at war with God ever since Adam and Eve. Enemies is the word used, not buddies who occasionally step on one another's toes, not allies who occasionally disagree about foreign policy, not neutral nations who may not totally be on board but are generally sympathetic to the cause. Enemies. Every one of our sins puts us at war with God. Left to ourselves, there is no resting in peace. But, but, remember, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. We have been justified by faith, which means we have peace with God. We have it. You have it. Right now, despite our weakness, Jesus became weak in death. To see in Scripture the Almighty Lord and Savior sweat blood and stumble down the street with a cross on his back and then... His weak hands and feet nailed to the cross. Oh, what wondrous love is this. By doing so at the exact right time, Jesus wrested from the devil the keys of death. And now Jesus holds them in his strong resurrected hand. You are died for by Jesus. Weak and ungodly, yes, but washed in the peace-giving blood of Jesus. Paul continues to recall these remembrances for your endurance. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For you, while you were weak, the death of Jesus became your death in baptism. While you were still a sinner, Jesus made you a poor, miserable creature, a saved and acquitted child of God through baptism. 
Jesus has taken you as you were, sinful enemy and all, and poured his grace over you. You were reborn through the font. You are given that peace of God that passes all understanding. Jesus died for you and defeated your enemies, your enemies of the devil and sin and death. When our eye, when rest in peace is said of you, when you are dead, it won't be because you were an enemy of God, and someone is now hoping when it's too late that you may yet find peace. Rather, that peace is yours now. This isn't just an emotion or an exercise of the mind. The body and life are involved in this peace. The world, the devil, and the sinful flesh will seek to undermine that peace and taunt you to flee that peace, but it's yours now in the midst of these enemies, and you have a table spread before you in their midst, proclaiming his death is done for you here upon the altar through the supper of our Lord. With boldness and confidence, with hope by the grace of God, we endure these days. We truly rest in peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, not just in the tomb, but daily through our baptism. Through him you have obtained access by faith into this grace in which you now stand. Even now, as you live, you can look upon the cross of Jesus and rightly say your character is being ever built. Dying in Jesus is character building. In your baptism, you have already died in Jesus, which you know is the next chapter in Paul's letter, Romans chapter 6, where there is a beautiful section on baptism. Jesus has made his death your life. Life will include suffering, but even when you suffer... Such suffering produces endurance, which produces character, which produces hope, and we all need, which we all need in this dying world, is hope. And hope does not put us to shame because Jesus has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. To help with this, we even have the pastor pour the water over us in baptism, pour out God's words from lectern and pulpit, and pour out the very, blood of, the very blood of Christ from the chalice into our own mouths. These things are given for our remembrance, our active remembrance and proclamation to endure. We do these things in remembrance where God is the one who is doing the remembering and the acting and we receive grace upon grace. We walk through the season of Lent and press on towards the cross of Jesus where we see his most unrestful, unpeaceful death take place. There, his reconciliation of the world, of you and me, between the Father and you, takes place through the Son with the result of justification, rejoicing, suffering, endurance, character, and hope. Thus, by the grace through faith, this act of remembrance causes us to rest in peace. Through Jesus' rest in a borrowed grave, you can find comfort in knowing that Jesus knows what it's like to rest in peace, completely, perfectly, quietly rest in peace for you. May this prayer be set upon our hearts as we go to sleep at night, remembering the grace of God and his peace given to us through his Son. When darkness round me gathers, thy name and cross still bright, deep in my heart are sparkling like stars in blackest night. O heart, this image cherish, the Christ on Calvary, how patiently he suffered and shed his blood for me. 
Lord, hide my soul securely, deep in thy wounded side. From every danger shield me, and to thy glory guide. He has been truly blessed, who reaches heaven above. He has found perfect healing, who rests upon thy love. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn TLH 407, Farewell, I Gladly Bid Thee. Book of life, and 
with all true believers, take me where joys are rife. There let me bloom and flourish, thy perfect freedom prove. Until as I adore thee, how faithful was thy love. Amen. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O God, you see that of ourselves we have no strength. By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. shall be ours forever to 
spread its light from age to age shall be our chief endeavor through life it guides our way in death it is our stay Lord grant while worlds endure we keep its teachings pure throughout all generations. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 579, The Law of God is Good and Wise. set us free 
and humbly worship at his throne, saved by his grace through faith alone.